Wait, where's the... And I guess that was the weirdest start of a episode. <laughs> I clicked, I clicked record and it went like this and then it just stopped and, and it just popped up apparently. So I guess cue the music. <laughs> oh. We're back. We are back. <laughs> um, welcome back, everyone, to a Beyond the Streams episode because we don't know what the hell is going on here half the time. Um, I got an interesting topic for you today. Very interesting topic. Okay. Okay. Um, before we jump in, how you been? I, I think I'm okay. That's it. <laughs> okay, I'm a lot better than last week because stupid last week, YouTube gave me a strike, and you heard me ranting. Well, I don't know when this video is going to air, but you got you guys heard me ranting on a recent live stream about how I was arguing with YouTube about the strike that they gave me being illegitimate, and that even though I appealed it, nobody actually read the appeal, and they just immediately said denied. And then I actually reached out to their creator chat in which I said it was an illegitimate strike. And they said, well, you appealed it and it was denied. And I said, well, no one actually looked at it. And they said, well, we can't do anything. And I was like, well, I'm just asking for a human. Can I get a human, please? <laughs> and then they finally escalated it in which they said it was illegitimate and they removed the strike from my channel. Like... I guess I'm better, but my issue is it doesn't matter if you have no strikes or you have strikes. YouTube can give you a three-hit combo anytime they want, and I ain't talking about chicken strips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And with that being said, make sure you guys do check our uh, affiliates below. <laughs> we got Buzz TV, <laughs> and we got a VPN for you guys. Hell yeah. Make sure you guys protect yourself before you wreck before yourself. You wreck yourself. Um, I got a good topic today. Is it about wrecking yourself? It's about, no, it's not about wrecking yourself. Well, maybe <laughs> pirate bay, pirate bay. Um, I'm sure you've heard of pirate bay. Yes, sir. Uh, it's the question is who hasn't heard of pirate bay? <laughs> That's the question. Who hasn't heard of pirate bay? Let us know. Actually, don't let us know. No, no. You know what? Let us know. Have you ever heard of Pirate Bay? Yes or no? Leave us a comment. Leave us a review. Um, today's episode is going to be on what you have letter P. Yeah. What happened to the Pirate Bay founders? What happened to the Pirate Bay founders? Now, before we really, 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 really jump into um, who the founders are, we got to bring this back, like way back. Um, when did the internet actually start? What? The internet with like the dot com, the Google, all that. Wasn't it like 2002, 2001? No, it was before that. 
97? I would I'm say it started really gaining some good popularity around 97-ish. Um, somewhere around, let me see. I had I'm actually to, a, a picture of this. I'm trying to think of like, if I was in high school. So I was in high school from um, 97 to 2000. And I'm trying to think, did we use, I think we used computers. There might've been like a keyboard class that I took, but. We all took keyboard classes back then. Dude. But yeah, I'm trying to figure out like, like when did the internet, cause I remember it was like all dial up and AOL and you got mail and all that crap. Um, but it didn't really take off. Like that big explosion didn't happen until late nineties, you know? So late nineties. Yeah. Late nineties. Sometime we'll just, we'll just throw it like that. Um, pirate Bay was launched in 2003. Yeah. It's older than YouTube. Yeah. And what they did was they made things available like movies, music, video games, like software stuff. Um, whatever you, they made a platform where users could make available. No, they were making it available themselves. It wasn't P2P. Yes. Well then, well, (laughs) they got in trouble pretty quick and they were, they were, yeah, no, it it was, they made it available. (laughs) The P2P didn't happen until later. It didn't happen till later. Um, but as you guys know, when, you know, when, 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 so, like, like, you got to think about it. Like, think about it like this. The dot com just happened. It just exploded. Um, dude, Eminem was even rapping about go ahead and rip this CD for everybody to hear, you know, like. <laughs> And people were calling their albums rip this, you know, it was, it was a time where piracy was at its highest and it was very well known. Like the second it was like, Hey, you guys could get a digital digital asset of this boom pirated instantly. It was like, it stood no chance. And even if it wasn't a digital asset, like music, like CDs, they burned it onto a computer and then they loaded it up to Pirate Bay. Back in those days, search engines were not so restricted. I know some of us don't realize how restricted our search engines are these days, but your first page on a search result is usually dictated by sponsors or however algorithm that that search engine, Google, wants to program it, right? Back in the day, it was the Wild Wild West. You could find all different kinds of forums and blogs that would teach you how to get around, um, uh, what were they called now? Uh, Like restrictions. So if if you grabbed, if you went out to your local Blockbuster, you could literally just Google how to rip the DVD and it was up onto your local torrent site back in the day. (laughs) within like. I mean, half an hour. And even, even, I, I don't know if you remember this too. I don't know if you ever did this, but I didn't do nothing. 
you used to go to like I don't know if you, I don't do you guys still have Circuit City up there? It was called Radio Shack here. We have Radio Shack too. Those are two different companies. Oh, are they different? Yeah. Well, then no, I don't have Circuit City. Remember, Radio Shack is back now. <laughs> we'll be back. Um, used to go to or not used to go, but Circuit City and Radio Shack used to sell the device to actually burn a CD. You would put the actual CD on top. And then you would put a blank one on the bottom <laughs> and then you could make your own copy. And they were selling this at freaking circuit city. And I'm just like, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like you're actually selling this stuff. And and people well, do this to games. You it know? wasn't purposely sold for pirating. I mean, that's what they would say, but everyone who bought it did what? Yeah. Copied stuff. <laughs> So, you know, when this whole thing started back in the early 2000s, you know, when you're looking at like prosecutors, like going after these people, you know, what's that saying? Like cut the head of a snake and two more grow back and cut those two, four more. Yeah, Hydra. A whole bunch of heads start coming up. So, you know, they even tried taking down founders. And it's and they still couldn't control it. Um, and they're going after people all over. Like these people were like running around everywhere. Um, here's the interesting thing: Pirate Bay is it still up right now? I have no idea. I don't. I don't go on those sites. Search Pirate Bay real quick. <laughs> Let's do a quick research. Is is the Pirate Bay website? Still up. It, it it comes up with different names all the time, from what I hear. So if I do a Google search, there's thepiratebay.org. Um, there's tpbproxypirate.com, which stands for the Pirate Bay. Uh, there's pirateproxy-bay. Dot com. I wonder if they all look the same. Uh, I mean, I'm clicking on them. They're they're very very similar. Very similar. But the original one is the original one up. Well, what the, is the original one? Is that the piratebay.org? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's there. The piratebay.org, and it looks like a little pirate ship and stuff. Yeah, it's there. It's there. So. If you guys didn't know, or if you didn't know, oh, you didn't know. Um, the law, the popo, the feds, ICE, I don't know, whoever the powers of B are, um, actually caught the, 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 the founders and got some sentence time. One of the co-founders was actually happy to do jail time. This is a this is a direct quote from one of the co-founders. He says prison was well worth it. <laughs> if you guys don't know the three guys uh Frederick Nige, Peter Sundy or Sund and Gottfried Swarth, Swarthholm. 
Yeah, they all ended up in jail. <laughs> all of them. Pretty interesting stuff here. I, I just looking at what it was. Um, back then, you know, like, you know, we always talk about inflation. We always talk about how expensive things are. Did you know, this is actually like a fun fact. Um, and I don't know the exact percentage. I want to say it was, it's like 67% maybe of the world torrent stuff. There's a lot of people, but, but, but let's be clear. <laughs> Not all torrents are bad. <laughs> <laughs> here we go because ideally the idea behind the technology or the software is just peer-to-peer -peer. it was just a way to share data that was you know more secure than just sending it or or hosting it on a cloud you know what i mean mm -hmm. it was it was it was basically crowdfunding of cloud storage which was super cool yeah. Here's a fun fact. I'm going to read this. There's a lot of sources out there. If anybody's really wanting to know, like, the deep sources of all this stuff. So, the Pirate Bay. Taking a look back, the origins, the origins of the Pirate Bay date back to the Swedish organization called Pirate, Pirate Brin. Pi Pirate, Pirate, I think I'm saying that right which means the Piracy Bureau. Um, the organization focused on legalizing piracy through political connections, petitioning, and lobbying. Uh, most people, of course, of the, of the organization felt that the information should be allowed to be free across the internet. You know, Intellectual property, I guess, is what they're calling it. And it's what's interesting is these three guys, the three original guys, they were going to like big Congress meetings and stuff like, <laughs> you know, like they were they were like, hey, th this is, you know, this is here. It's not it's like it's not going to be here. These are the same guys that made Pirate Bay. And. Yeah, they, of course, they're, you know, they're going to put like Windows out. Windows was like huge. Like everything that Windows had was out there. The, the gaming stuff, the movies, you know what I mean? I'm trying to find out where these guys are actually from. And, you know, what's funny. BitTorrent actually, um, BitTorrent came around before Pirate Babe did. Yes. But not, I like, there's no date here on when Bit, BitTorrent actually came out. But <clears throat> did you know that Pirate Bay was originally, originally had servers? I did not know that. They had an extensive amount of servers. <laughs> You want to guess in what country? Sweden. 
Nope. Switzerland. <laughs> nope. I don't know. Mexico. <laughs> Mexico. One of the guys actually convinced uh, his employer who had servers in Mexico <laughs> to help them run the site. So, you know, what's crazy about Mexico, I don't know if you know about anything about this, but there's a lot of corruption about me in Mexico. I'm sure you've heard some stuff, right? Like the yeah. drugs and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know in Mexico, you could actually, if you wanted to become a doctor, <laughs> you can go to somebody and they'll give you a paper that says you're a doctor. Approved. Yeah. <laughs> like legit. Um, what's interesting though is have you seen like narcos? No, I've heard good things about it, I think. <clears throat> it's a really, really good TV show. And and they show when Paula Escobar did the whole drug thing out there in Colombia, then they did uh, Narcos Mexico and they showed like El Chapo being like a, a driver and how he's like rising up to power and like all this stuff that's happening over there. Um, my pops that lives in Mexico used to say that Mexico back in the day used to be extremely safe. Um, but as time went on and corruption, it just turned into hell, you know, fast. How crazy is this, that this guy was able to convince his employer, which had, servers in mexico say let's do it and then later on say you know what maybe i need to pull out of this you know what i mean yep you gotta walk, check yourself before you wreck yourself <laughs> So they pulled out and they had to bring it back back home. Um, so by the end of 2004, the Pirate Bay had 1 million users and 60,000 files. That were being shared. So they were like, you know what? Oh, and the funny thing about it too is, is at that time he was using, this, this had me, this had me like cracking up when I was reading this. Um, he was using his laptop back then and he had 256 megabytes of RAM <laughs> back then. And they were buying servers and databases and like all kinds of stuff to, to, to house everything. So. What they did was. Or the way it was go, The way it was working was. They were. They, they pretty much transformed. Their laptop services. Literally, that's what they had, a laptop service. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> into a worldwide file sharing site. <laughs> like, it really goes to show you, though, like, we have these crazy devices laying all over our house that are more powerful than some of the most influential tools and services and products that were created since the early 2000s. Like these people had nothing and they made multi-million dollar businesses out of them. And now we have a quadrillion times more power and we're sitting there just scrolling through TikTok. Yep. And what's funny is these guys were growing so fast. They didn't care. They actually were extremely. It's funny that we use the word bullish now. <laughs> aggressive. They were extremely aggressive and proud to get free information sharing across the Internet. And the other thing too is they they didn't they weren't hiding who they were. They weren't hiding, they didn't put a face, they didn't put like they didn't hide their faces or change their names or nothing like that. They were like in plain sight, like, nope, this is who we are, this is what we do, and we're gonna share this information to everybody. And what's even crazier, there were so many um like just just think about. Think about back in the day, back in the early 2000s into the mid 2000s, even bleeding into the late 2000s, 2007. All the companies that all of a sudden were born. Because we didn't have back in the late 90s, we didn't have freaking Premiere Pro. We didn't have Photoshop back then. I don't even know if PDF was around then or not. But imagine companies like Adobe or Google, Yahoo, um Oh my gosh, dude, even even look back in remember the floppy disk era? Those games were available on Pirate Bay. Dude, Nintendo, like think about all those companies that were being born in the 80s, in the 90s, and some that didn't even exist until the 2000s. All of a sudden, all their work was out there. And imagine how many cease and desist notices they received. Now, what exactly is copyright infringement by definition? Like, what exactly is copyright infringement? All right, let's see what it says. As a general matter, copyright infringement occurs when a copyrighted work is reproduced, distributed, performed, publicly displayed, or made into a derivative work without the permission of the copyright owner.
distributed, reproduced, publicly displayed. How many more boxes do you want to check? How does that work? I have my family over and and I'm and I'm just like, hey, I just I just purchased the the UFC pay-per-view for everybody to come watch it. How does that work if I'm displaying it? Yeah, you're displaying it, but not publicly, and you're not redistributing, right? You purchase it for almost so think about it like this. You purchased a license to view it on one device on your TV. And you're you're doing exactly what that that license purchase was. You're watching it on that TV. You're not redistributing it, and you're not you know um, you're not like selling it, reselling it. What's the difference between? And I'm using I'm using the UFC because they've been in the UFC recently because of of redistribution. What's the difference of me putting a projector in front of my house for all my neighbors to come watch the fight versus having them all come inside my house to do the exact same thing? Well, that goes back into being publicly displayed because then anybody can see it outside. I guess it would all depend on the terms and conditions from you purchasing the UFC. Mm-hmm. But it, it's like <laughs> I hate to keep talking about this dumbass, but that that sheriff that that arrested those people in Florida mm-hmm. in the in the flea market, and then everyone went to his his YouTube channel, and uh, and he was publicly displaying and reading copyright material on his YouTube channel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's interesting is there was a lot of of cease and desist, stop doing what you're doing, and they just ignored it. They're like, whatever. Um, you know what's interesting? Authorities actually were ignoring the website. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Even though they were being told like, hey, this is illegal. You guys need to arrest them. They're like, whatever. They didn't care. I think there's also like a learning curve. A lot of people don't understand like, what is the internet? <laughs> I mean, now it's a joke because everyone knows like the internet is, is realer than real life. Right. Mm-hmm. But back in the early two thousands is like, what is the internet? They're all trying to text on Blackberry still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. In May of, May 31st, 2006, um, because of so much pressure from the governments, there was actually a police raid. 65 police officers raided the power, the power, the Pirate Bay's database center, like legit, a database center with servers and everything. And shut them down. They went in there. They grabbed everything. You know what's the the, the most boneheaded thing about this whole story, though? It's still up. No, that's not that. That's not the part. 
about that arrest about not not that arrest about that raid oh about the raid about the raid the actual raid what? they shut everything down took all the servers you know what was the stupidest thing about the whole thing nobody got arrested <laughs> nobody not the founders not anybody there working servers nobody they went in there with a i don't know what i don't know how in in in, in in switzerland how they did this but i know here in the states normally when they come and they have an order to look inside your house to take stuff you know they went in there grabbed servers and laptops and they left <laughs> they did took off and they told them they 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 were like clear as day do not restart your stuff do not turn back on so what do you think they did <laughs> i just turned it back on they went to the netherlands <laughs> and pirate bay was back up in 3 days <laughs> 3 days bro they went there wiped it all out Three days later, they were back. They went to the Netherlands in an undisclosed location, of course. So not only did the raid not take down the website, <laughs> they they didn't take down the site. They just took servers. But it actually boomed them up to a whole other level. Next level. Dude, it was it was some next. Hi, where's my soundboard you know, here? Sometimes we always, as as enthusiasts, we look for reasons to upgrade our tech. And if they take our two hundred and fifty six megabytes of RAM, we go into that gig, baby. <laughs> so this hit the news that you know there's a huge raid, blah blah blah. These guys were were they they took everything out and put it this way, they actually interviewed the founders on national TV worldwide. This aired everywhere. Where is the mecca of entertainment? What country has entertainment staked in that nobody can touch? This is easy. The U.S. The U.S. I, I was like, uh, is this a trick question? Are you trying to tell me like, you know, in the deserts of no. Dubai where no. the princes hold those crazy parties and they pay <laughs> like millions of dollars to have camels do funky things with people? I don't know. Girls with crop tops belly dancing. Yeah. and <laughs> No. Um no, it's it's the states. So the United States being the hub of entertainment, Hollywood and all that stuff. Of course, it was like, you know, it, it's it, it's kind of like it's kind of like like when you hear something happen in the states, the entire world hears about it. When something is happening outside of the states, the United States go gets involved. It's like the United States is involved in every single which way in any way possible you know it doesn't matter what's out there they're involved no matter what so when this raid happened it was huge in the states they 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 aired everything that, that the, the the swedish government had 
three days later, they came back up. So because of the news, when it hit worldwide everywhere, Pirate Bay blew the F up, dude. It's like it was already getting big. Oh, no. That wasn't even the, the they, they weren't even scratching the surface yet. <laughs> it exploded after that happened. And here's the crazy part. They pissed off a lot of people. Pirate Bay, for sure. I mean, no, 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 no not Pirate Bay. Not Pirate Bay. The governments that got together to shut down Pirate Bay, right? They pissed off the wrong people. Huh. Yeah. This is how bad it went. This is how crazy it went. There was one hacker in particular that hacked the Sweden's national police website. And it's poly, P-O-L-I-S-E-N dot S-E and took their site down. <laughs> there was a lot of hackers out there, if you want to call them that, or nerds, whatever you want to call them. I take offense. I don't. I'm a nerd, whatever. Um... And here's the thing. Not only did they take down their website, they took down the government's website. They pissed again, they they pissed off a lot of people. So there's the lawsuit. This went to court. And what's even funnier is the lawyers that were defending uh, the Pirate Bay founders accused the police of unfairly impounding every server on site <laughs> during the raid. And the thing is that those servers were also housing a bunch of other businesses and another and a bunch of other small uh, websites. And when the police came to take everything down, they just took it all down, all of it. They didn't care what was on it, who was there, whatever. This is their hub. It's all gone. So the pretty much the government like messed up big time, you know? They also, <laughs> this you know, is the you know what this part. reminds me of. Ah. I'm not going to mention any names, mm -hmm. but somebody in the streaming community, uh, I've heard some fantastic stories about commercials being had and live TV um, shows going on with um, the K app being displayed on a TV in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yep. With celebrities. With celebrities. <laughs> you know it's very difficult to afford 
every piece of software these days. Like, we pay for the Adobe Suite. Adobe Suite is $80 a month. Just before this stream started, we were discussing StreamYard, right? The StreamYard software, in order to get 1080p, you're looking at $50 a month. These are big business expenses that crush you when you're just getting started. Now, it could be made where now, in today's day and age, you know, an argument can be made that you don't need those things, that you could find free or relatively cheap alternative solutions. But that wasn't the case back then. Back then, it was like you only knew the one software and this is what you needed. And every and, and there was less compatibility. If you were working on something, let's say Word, like you couldn't just take a Word file and throw it into Google, what I don't even know what they call it, Google Docs, right? Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't that easy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, the whole thing about the lawyers, when they're going to court, they accuse the Swedish government of being pressured by the United States and pretty much embarrass them saying we're our own government. What the hell does the States have anything to do with us? You know what I mean? Yeah. So now they are getting, so this is what happened. <laughs> they didn't think this was going to happen, but they got some unexpected negative PR. And it wasn't like, oh, this is bad. It was like, this is really, really bad. At that point, 50, 52% of, of uh, let me see. Um, oh, this is some juicy stuff. Here are some facts. These are like, like flat facts. In 2017... 38% people across the globe acquired and, or access digital content illegally. 52% of online users watched pirated videos. 59% of people are aware that downloading or streaming pirated videos is illegal. 67% of digital piracy sites are hosted in North America and Western Europe. Nearly 24% of the global internet bandwidth is used for online piracy. 98.8% <laughs> of data transferred using P2P network is copyrighted. 28 million users downloaded and share files through P2P networks every day. 91.5% of filed available for download on CyberLogger sites, rapid share, mega upload, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, are copyrighted. Only one out of 10,000 pieces of the most popular content on the open BitTorrent tracker is non-copyrighted. You're muted, by the way. So next level is completely talking here and he's completely muted the whole time. <laughs> so shout out to our boy, Hellboy. 
because if you do choose to go through one of these places and watch Hellboy, your ISPs will find you. Hellboy's notorious for causing and raising some hell. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> it was, yeah. I can't believe Hellboy is like one of the most literally, right? One of the most pirated movies or something or it's not about it being the most pirated movie it's the one that i've seen get people the most letters from their isp i think it's because they didn't make enough money from the actual movie that they were like yo if you stream us online we coming for you (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i mean here's the thing This it has come become so easy to share and partake in piracy, for a lack of better term, transactions that people ignorantly so gullibly so just stumble right into it. Right? You remember back in the day when. You know, you would have to show up at some sketchy place and then hand somebody a satellite receiver and give them three to five hundred dollars. And then they would like burn in, you know, the code and then it would go down in a few months and then you'd go back in. But like you can get more access than you ever had going through a system like that without any of that hassle and for a fraction of the price. So it kind of feels less sketchy. And I guess if someone isn't educated or willing to educate themselves, then they don't know where they're going to go down on the internet. The internet is a wild, wild west sometimes. Sometimes. (laughs) So um, in April 17 of 2009, the three guys decided to run. They were... They ended up losing the legal battle. And they they were they had to owe four point three million dollars or thirty million Swedish kronor or whatever their Swedish money is. Where the main guy he wrote it on a piece of paper. I O U. He wrote I O U. Who? Huh? Who? Uh, I forget his name. Not Peter, not Carl, but the other guy. So Peter and Carl, actually, they uh, they said, screw it. Oh, God, uh, uh, Frederick. He was the one that wrote the IRU. So, um, so Peter and Carl said, screw it. We're done. So they got they 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 turned themselves in pretty much. Um, the other guy though, he ran away to Cambodia, of course, and had they okay. Cambodia had no extradition policy to Sweden, nothing whatsoever. But here's the thing: he got arrested August thirtieth of two thousand twelve. <laughs> Where? In Cambodia. <laughs> 
and they sent his ass back to Sweden. <laughs> and here's the funny thing about it. Six days after Gottfried got arrested, six days after, Cambodia received 400 million kroner. From who? The Swedish government. <laughs> what? <laughs> so even though there's no nothing, they said, look, if you catch this fool, because we know he's there, we pay you lots of money. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so he did, he did three years of jail time. Now, when all of that stuff happened, um, when all of that happened, th this is something that's that that's that's very interesting. Um, the site turned P two P. You want to explain what P two P is? Peer to peer, and that's kind of what I was talking about in the beginning of the stream, where. Um, you know, in, in the idea of a torrent file, let's say, um, where one file can be distributed amongst many different hosts and a host for um, uh, a torrent or whatever the file is, can be anybody, any one of your peers, and they can host little bits of the file or the whole thing. And when you're downloading it from a peer to peer network, the idea is that you're grabbing little bits and pieces from many different places. And that way you can utilize higher download speeds. Because let's say if somebody has a cap of 10 megabytes a second upload speed, but you got 50 people sharing 50 different pieces of that file at 10 megabytes a second, essentially you could get 500 megabytes or more download speed off that one file. So you can get you know better security because it means that there's more places hosting the file and faster speeds. And obviously cheaper because people are doing it for free just to support the network. So when these guys pretty much ran and, and shut everything off, um, there was several people. And I'm, and I'm going to use that word very loosely. Several. Several doesn't mean like there's like a dozen. I don't want to say several people. There is a couple hundred. I'm talking about several people in the thousands that downloaded the Pirate Bay website. When it got shut down, the Pirate Bay website in itself is less than a gig. It's like a simple text file. It's not yeah. a very complicated website. No, it's super small. So what they did is anytime the site gets taken down, it literally takes them a few minutes to bring it back up. And the thing is, is that there's so many people that are, I don't want to say involved in it. Like nobody works for Pirate Bay. Pirate Bay is like literally for the people. But these people can load it up within seconds or minutes if it gets taken down. And the thing is that this thing moves around so much, it, it doesn't ever sit in one place it moves around so much that it's impossible. You know, 
so here's something very funny as we're wrapping up the what happened to these guys so you know they each did their time a couple years the main guy got three years you know what okay so when he got arrested and he was in jail he was the only person in jail that was there for a virtual crime so right because after that then you got your kim.coms and like everybody else yeah so the the people there the rest of the people there uh the guards they pretty much left him alone well that's good to know you know what they did they brought him a laptop and a usb stick oh my god oh my god and said can you get us this movie or that movie or this show or that show or this software or these pictures or these leaked videos or whatever so that's what he did <laughs> so he oh was god. there he was there doing it and what's even funny is he said can we have a tv in here that we could stream this stuff so the guards gave him this so he he got put in there <laughs> for the same reason and then the oh my god yep the amount of the amount of fan mail that he would get is unbelievable during that time he said that that the first 10 months when he thought it was going to be like it was going to suck went so fast they had a tv in there he was downloading stuff they were doing everything like downloading it putting it up he was hooking up the the guards yeah and they actually have videos here of him in jail doing this this is ridiculous remember iso hunt yep you torrent they started taking down a lot of these sites during this whole time but because of how things were being shared and how they were like uploading stuff and how it was so easy and they didn't really need servers anymore to do it. That's right. Cause the P2P. They were never able really to take it down and they're probably never going to, it's, it's going to be impossible. Yeah. It's Google has started removing some of their websites in some countries. Like that's mm -hmm. a lot easier to do versus trying to hunt every single time it pops up. Mm -hmm. um, so these guys, once they got out, they started, they started their own companies and one of them even works for Google now. Well, that was the 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 tale old legend that if you f up good enough when it comes to digital crimes, that you land yourself with a legitimate job. Mm -hmm. Like you'd hear about that shit all the time, 
And then I think that's essentially where white hat hacking came around from, right? They're mm-hmm. like, well, you know, I guess we should just give them a reason to hack us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The main guy, um, when he got out, he went he went back to Laos and said, I'm just going to get an IT job and retire out there. So that's what they did. Oh, presumably is what they said. So they're still around. Um, they're still out there. They're still... And you know what? For those people interested and for the ones who are watching this video, if you're listening to the audio, you're going to have to come over here. But for those that are interested on in how these guys look like, There they are. And you know what? It's funny. It says this one says uh, Naish was released from prison uh, after serving two thirds of a 10 month prison sentence. So some of these guys didn't even do the entire time. <laughs> crazy yeah (laughs) how does this make you feel (laughs) i don't really know how to feel about this because i i I mean we come from the era of the napsters and the and the 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 pirate bays and the and the lime wires and the and uh and oh my goodness uh, bear shares and uh, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say that it wasn't one of my favorites or it was one of my favorites, but Demonoid, Demonoid was a great sign. <laughs> I, I, I mean, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's, it was very difficult back then to afford a lot of these things. And, uh, some people in certain high up positions, even, though they maybe could afford it still went the route of going to some of these sites and getting this stuff. And I think that maybe it influenced a lot of the companies from today's day and age to change their pricing structure to actually make more money now. And we see a lot more companies that, instead of selling a one-time use product, they charge you monthly for it, mm-hmm. right? And, and a lot of those pirated products were, you buy it and that's it. Like that's, that's the product. You'd have to wait until you know two, three years down the road and buy the updated version or acquire it some way, somehow, right? Now the companies have realized, well, maybe they realized it because of how often the software was being shared, that they had to move away from that one-time buy and get into that monthly solution so that, you know, if people needed to use it for a short period of time, then maybe it's it's good for them because it's not that expensive, um, but it also includes a lot more updates and a lot more support. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make an argument one way or another, but I do think that if... 
the pirate game was not so strong in the early 2000s, companies would not have thought about Microsoft 365, let's say. I looked at my oh, man, even something as simple as Adobe Acrobat. I did not realize how expensive this shit is. Mm -hmm. You don't realize, and they don't want to sell it to you at a one-time price. They want you on that monthly. The creative cloud for Adobe. Yeah. And, and, and for the average person, like when I think about things like, you know, the people that are still asking for Microsoft Office and the people that are still asking for like things like that are the generation that doesn't give a shit about creative cloud. Mm -hmm. The younger generation, for one, they get the free version of the applications through a student program most of the time. Or you have free substitu substitutions like the Google Suite. So it's like we are nickel and diming the elderly and like submissioning them into defeat to buy these creative cloud products when they don't even need it. I really don't think they need this stuff, man. Mm -hmm. Like there's probably really, really good versions of no plus, no, notepad plus plus out there that if you showed some of these elderly people, they would probably think that's a really nice word. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. So the moral of the story um, I know they're trying to be like the Robin Hood and and help help, you know. But if anything, if anything, I and, and, and this is the thing that I I like I really think about like what is it that that you know, like why is it that we're here? Why is it that this happened? How, like you said, how expensive certain things are. Netflix was the most dominating streaming service for such a long time. And they just kept price hiking more and more and more and more. And people were just like, dude, this thing's getting too expensive. It's like freaking cable. Except nothing is on Netflix to watch anymore. Like they're, you know, they've lost so much stuff. And if they don't realize, and, and I, I know this is hard. This is really hard. Minimum wage in California, I think it's like 15 bucks an hour. There's other parts in the United States that minimum wage is like five bucks an hour. Gas prices in California are about five bucks. You can go out to like Missouri and or other places around the states and gas prices is going to be like a dollar something. Dude, don't don't bring gas prices to my table right now. It's a real sore spot. I know it's expensive. California's it's... stupid expensive right now. We are. OK, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm like, I, I got to do this math right now. So so hold on. How many how many liters? liters and a gallon because that's how you guys do it right mm -hmm. okay so three here let me get my calculator out so let me <laughs> do 
Yeah, we're about five dollars a gallon right now. I think if I'm doing my math right. Mm-hmm. Five bucks for us right now? now. Huh? Is that what you guys are paying right now? On the cheap end, if if, if you find it, yeah. Uh, I think it's averaging about five and a quarter. Mm. On the cheap end, it's expensive. California's stupid, but but here's my point though. Netflix, if it's twenty bucks a month. It's going to be 20 bucks a month regardless of what state you're in. It doesn't matter if you're living in in a very super expensive state where everything is expensive and minimum wage is crap or if you're in another place where in a different state where maybe prices aren't as expensive is is not as ex- expensive I can't even say that now and minimum wage is horrible but it's kind of relative to where you're at but it's still not that bad. Netflix prices is still Netflix prices regardless of what state you're in. It doesn't matter. And there's people that that because minimum wage is so crappy, they're just like, I can't afford Netflix. Like, dude, I, I like it's too much. Netflix is way too much. Right. And then there's people that that live in states that are super expensive. And they're just like, hey, I'm like, I can get Netflix, but I got other options that are better, like Disney, Hulu, and ESPN Bundle. It's a better deal, and I get more. I get three apps. So it's kind of, it's just one of those things that they need to think about. Okay, if my minimum wage is $5 a month or $5 an hour working in Timbuktu, which is a real place, by the way. And <laughs> 20 bucks Netflix is not worth it, man. And the thing is, 20 bucks Netflix, even in those expensive states, people get it just because it's 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 a name it's it, it's a name that's been around for such a long time. But their their numbers are slowly going backwards. And as that is happening, well, just a matter of time. Just a matter of time before something flips them. So in the digital revolution, evolution, evolution, in the digital evolution, even if you're trickling forward, if you're not going with the standard rate of inflation, with the amount of users that are being onboarded all the time, then you're technically going backwards. Like, you know, think of it like you got a job and a job gives you a yearly bonus and your bonus is less than the seven to nine percent that inflation is hitting you with a year did you get a bonus or did you not get a bonus i don't know you pretty much don't with all the taxes and everything coming up yeah you don't get a bonus you don't really get anything yeah it's it's it sucks you know people right now in california like oh we need a minimum minimum wage bump and i keep saying like are you guys stupid the second that happens everything else goes up there's no such thing of me getting a raise. Like, no, you get a raise and everything goes up. And then they start crying about it like, oh, it's because of Trump. Oh, no, it's because of freaking Joe Biden. And oh, it's be- it's like, dude, it's because you're bitching and crying that you want a minimum wage upgrade, but you want to you don't want nothing else to go up with it either. That's 
the, the, that's the problem. If you have to pay more money to your employees at a grocery store, guess what? They need to be making more money to compensate. So guess what? Prices go up on everything. Milk, eggs, and I, I don't I don't like it's not it's not stupidity, you know what I mean? This is like if you want your minimum wage to go up and if you want to get a raise because you're not minimum wage, you're higher than that, but you want to go up with the minimum wage, everything else goes up naturally. But just, usually just, usually the things that you want to go up doesn't go up as much yeah. or if anything. Yeah, and it's the thing is is you know, people want to get that raise but they want their rent to stay low. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't. And the thing that sucks is yeah, you, you like you cannot work at McDonald's and support yourself. Nowadays, because of minimum wage how it's been going up, you almost can work at McDonald's and support yourself. And there's people that are just like, I don't want to get like, like put it this way. When I started working at the hospital doing a data and reporting uh, analyst, I was, I, uh, what did they give me? 20, 22 an hour, 22 an hour. And I heard in and out, in and out is a fast food chain burger over here in California. That's like, like if you visit California, that's like one of the first things that the people say, go to in and out try one of the burgers because that's like that's like a california thing you know right 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 dude they're they're making i think it was like 16 or 17 an hour i'm thinking like wait a minute let's just call it 17 an hour five bucks less than me and all they're doing is flipping a burger while i'm over here like getting a headache trying to figure out how to pull this report how to create this SQL code, how to like code stuff, how to bring, make it look pretty. So that way my boss could like this and take it to the CEO, CFO, president, whoever the hell doctors at the, at the hospital. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, damn dude. Like, like, am I in the right job right now? Like, but that's the mentality. If, if I can go over there, and do something less but what happened when when covid happened and then all the unemployment went to hell everybody was just like dude i can make more money sitting at home than clocking in somewhere why do i why do i need to go back to work yeah it's crazy it's crazy right now because like right i mean i think that right now if you were having a midlife crisis and you were like i don't know what i want to do for the rest of my life well right now whatever it is that you think you might want to do is hiring and they're probably paying more than what they paid last year or the year before. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like as much as we want to shout out like all the healthcare workers and everything like that, these people that were flipping your burgers was keeping society running. So mm -hmm. they were, I mean, <laughs> they deserve bonuses. If they don't get like a, a, a standard rate, they should have got a bonus for keeping the, the freaking society running. Mm -hmm. It's nuts. It's absolutely ridiculous. So I don't know if this hasn't taught any of the big companies anything. Pirate Bay ain't going nowhere. Torrenting ain't going nowhere. Like like trying to get this stuff at a budget, at a at a at a deal, at a discount, whatever. That's the thing. People are constantly looking for discounts. 
here's a great example playstation plus is is i don't know if you know about playstation plus it's expensive to get that 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 yearly membership it's like 60 bucks yeah it's the same thing for like xbox if you get their elite package or whatever that comes with the games and everything right but the thing is when you think about it it's just like wait a minute one game costs 60 dollars if i get this thing and i get free games free games are included within this playstation plus it pays for itself but this is how bad like like me like i'm i i you know i live in a house i paid for my truck it's not like i'm 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 living check to check like i'm doing i'm doing okay i want to say but you know what's interesting is i don't buy the playstation plus when it's not on sale i wait till november um for the month of november most of the month what they do is playstation plus is like 30 bucks for the year and every year when it comes around that's when i renew it that's when i pay it but that's the thing it's 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 finding ways it's kind of like what you said earlier about celebrities were using the k app during commercials or interviews or whatever even though they're making millions of dollars they're using the k app in the back It's it's interesting stuff, you know, that and 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 until big corporate companies think about it, saying like, you know what? Like maybe we need to I don't know. It's almost it's almost you almost don't want to tell Netflix like you guys need to drop your prices because you're already there. What Netflix needs to do, for example is bundle up with somebody and not hike price keep it the same like how would you feel if netflix teamed up with peacock let's say and you get peacock the you know how they have like the i think it's like the 499 or whatever the 599 deal um, you get access to the like their the WWE stuff and, and their live TV. What if Netflix bundled up with Peacock and did not change their prices? They said, hey, we're adding Peacock, their premium, no extra charge. Yeah, well, I mean, you're getting more for your money, so that's good. What if YouTube... Remember, YouTube been selling a lot of their stuff out. They don't really have YouTube originals anymore. No. But they do got YouTube TV. What if YouTube says, or even better, I'm not going to use YouTube. What if Apple TV says, hey, sign up with Apple TV and you get YouTube TV free. No extra price hike. That would never happen. It doesn't matter if it never, it never happened, but I'm saying, what if it did? Anything more for my money, I'm happy. We ain't going that way, though. Every year, my money ain't worth as much as it was last year. <laughs> I think... I think different. I think Disney made the first move when they, when they bundled up Hulu. Because they owned Hulu for... 
It's not like they didn't own Hulu. They owned Hulu for a while. Same with ESPN. They they've owned ESPN for a long ass time. But they bundled it for no extra charge or for very, very little of a price hike. I, th- I think I think we're on the verge of something like this where streaming services are going to have to package up and bundle up. I don't think they're going to sell rights to one or the other, but I think. I don't know, I think they're going to have to uh, uh, like evolve from this, because if not, this is never going to stop this Pirate Bay thing and what people are doing. It's never going to stop. You know, I have Disney Plus. I got Hulu. I love it. I think it worked great. I could go in there and and I get my movie experience. I get my theater experience at home. I don't have to go to the movies. It sucks because I am I am a big freaking Marvel guy. And that's the only time I go. But I haven't been able to watch those movies the way I want to watch those movies on IMAX and 3D inside of a closed room. I've been watching them in drive throughs mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the quality is better at home than going through a drive through This is true in both audio and visual. Yep. The only thing but I like about I- the drive through is that you could bring your dog. You can bring your own snacks. You can do what you want. Yeah. But I go out to watch those Marvel movies and drive throughs just because I want to get out of the house to watch my movies and have that experience of being outside of my house. Right. If I could I watch that on IMAX in 3D, like how I used to back in the day, pff, I'd be in heaven. But D-Box. Yeah. So hope you guys appreciate this video. This was a full episode of what happened to the power, Pirate Bay founders and um it's really interesting on on what they've been able they're they're pretty much like your today's digital robin hood guys and yeah i i i really do hope you know the moral of this story with these big companies i hope they do i hope i hope more and more continue to to look at this and say hey we need to do better Disney Disney has way more money than freaking anybody does out there. They own so much money. And they're able to do what they did for the people and bring us, you know, they brought us stuff that is that hasn't been available to a lot of people in years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, big ups to them and I I I support them. I I have I have a paid subscription through them. So, um yeah anything you got to say before we get the hell out of here uh just you know a shameless plug check yourself before you wreck yourself vpns down below uh (laughs) and make sure you check out buzz tv um it is what it is uh at the end of the day only you can prevent forest fires and you choose how you use your internet (laughs) Um, no matter where you guys are listening to us, if you're listening to us on the audio side, make sure you leave us a review so other people like yourself can find the content that you enjoy. 
Uh, if you are looking to be a part of the conversation, be a part of the community, make sure that you come over to the YouTube side over on Beyond the Streams and uh, check out our live streams that are typically around 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we do also have the Clips channel, which is BS Clips, where you get short little bite-sized clips of the episodes so you can catch on something that you missed or maybe relive something that you enjoyed. You never know where the conversation's gonna go. You never know who we're gonna have on. We have a bunch of other content creators that join us for conversations, as well as CEOs and representatives from companies and products that you probably either are using or should be using in the future. So make sure you have that notification bell turned on and we'll see you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace.